like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here on week three of Through the Cracks. Got it right, finally. Um, (laughs) We're almost uh, done, and he's got... No, I'm kidding. uh, With our movie, uh, Corey's pick for the week, uh, In the Earth, the new, the most recent Ben Wheatley movie uh, from this year, of course, because that is what Through the Cracks is all about. These are movies that came out that we waited till December to watch, but we caught them before they slipped through the cracks or through our fingers into the next year. Um, we will be talking our full review of In the Earth momentarily, but before we do that, we like to catch up with how we are doing and what we've been watching. So, Corey, how's it going? It's going. Uh, yeah. I'm glad always that it's the weekend. <laughs> and I have a three-day weekend. But, yeah. Kind of. Well, I, I'm on. I just, today that we were recording was my last day of work for two weeks before uh, we go back Ooh. for the second semester and um, 2022. Ooh. But it's been, uh, it's been a, a horrible week um, at That's work. Uh, like just crazy thing after crazy thing. Um, this is my, my last year with my boss. Uh, my, my boss is retiring. Oh. And uh my boss is a principal. If, if listeners, I am a high school film teacher. Um, I have worked with my principal for almost 10 years and it is, it is very tough uh, knowing this is the last one. Um, and I'm a part of a lot of different committees uh, throughout the, the 10 years I've been here, especially I, I am one of the, the most veteran teachers at our school. And um, I had a meeting on Monday with a group of teachers. I think it was about 20 of us. And uh, this just this should have been a sign that the week was not going to be great. But um, my boss, who you know, old enough to retire, I won't get into her specific age, but she's retiring like at a normal. She's worked plenty. She's she deserves to get to to retire if she wants to. Um, came into the meeting, and uh, it was noted very quickly that she was holding a bag of ice, and then someone pointed out the giant uh, goose egg on her head, um, and she she's been helping out with one of our middle schools. And uh, was at their lunch on, I guess, had the microphone, tripped over the microphone wire, hit her head, still drove back to the school oh, um, to meet to for have this meeting that's really important, like kind of a future thing about our So has this big goose egg and it's like Monday at like noon. And we're like, I'm like that in hindsight, that was a sign. Things were going to be rough this week. And, and they were um, my my. uh my school has had major transformations. Um, Corey went to the school prior to me working there, but uh, oh god, you... I wish I could have gone to it now. Yes, right. We've been we've been in a top school in the country, and um, we have like we've been recognized for things like that. And uh, but this week, um, one of the things that really changed early when my principal took over the school was uh, uh, discipline. We really like got like fighting became almost non-existent at our school like kids rarely fought at our school like you might have in the traditional high school you probably have one or two fights a week we were down to like five to six a year like it was you know a very rare occurrence at our school for a fight to happen um and this week uh the only reason i'm saying this on mike is it became news 
And so I won't, I won't no, no names or anything like that, but it is, it was on the news, uh, locally. Um, we had a, a, a big fight at our school, uh, that came kind of like big for us. Um, and, but it came, it was a result of something off campus that spilled onto campus kind of thing. And, uh, it, it escalated to a point that I would say at this point in our, our careers, teachers fear ever happening. Um, luckily no actual, uh, injuries, but a, a weapon was found. Um, and so that was like the middle of the week and like, okay, this week is just insane. Um, and then it's just like little, little things like that all week have just piled up and I am more than ready for vacation than I think I have been in a long time. So I'm, I'm very glad, uh, to be on break. Um, I also have so many movies to watch, but it's, it's been a long week. I am exhausted. Um, and on our, uh, my wife and I went to dinner just a few hours ago and we were driving by our local Walmart, which is far closer to my house than I would like. And, um, while driving on the road, I see some, uh, police sirens. So I like, I get over into the left lane so that it's, it's on the right side of the road. And I don't want to have to like, you know, safety in case there's someone pulled over or there might've been an accident or something. I didn't want to get into traffic. But as I'm pulling up, I, I'm like, I, they're parked in a weird spot. Like it looks like they're in front of the Walmart entrance. And sure enough, they were. And as we're pulling up to the stoplight where they, they are like in the Walmart entrance, like blocking it, we look to our, uh, into the Walmart parking lot and there are so many cop cars. And apparently, uh, there was a bomb threat at our local Walmart. So it's just the insanity of this year continues. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully it's you're staying uh, warm in Boise because it is it's hot here, Corey. Like it's in the 80s right now, and and it's a week from Christmas. Um, but I, I believe you had some snow this week. Gross, a couple times, and it's super humid. Uh, we've been having some really weird wind storms, which is very weird because we live in a valley, so we're like. <laughs> down you know we're not like up on top of mountains or anything um and it's i just remember like sitting here for a couple at my desk my work desk uh and i can just hear the wind like whooshing on my house and i'm like oh this is like that movie i hate so much and don't anybody come at me but i freaking hate the wizard of oz <gasps> don't want to hear it all right i'm too tired freaking- to flying monkeys scared the hell out of me when i was a kid um yeah well they should they're they're terrifying on purpose yeah i know but it's just deeply ingrained okay Okay. and also i you know um but it was just like really weird and it's been really humid here so it's been really cold like usually like i'll go the whole winter without wearing a coat i absolutely refuse i will not wear more than like five or six pounds of clothing that's just not who i am as a person i'm from florida (laughs) um like it's like so cold. I might actually have to wear a coat just because it's so humid. Because you know, like in Florida, sometimes when it gets chilly there, it feels way colder than it feels here. Because you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it snowed a couple times. It's gross. I try not to leave my house. I get that. Um, yeah. I you know, it, it's supposed to get colder. You know, not like that here, but like in the fifties on Christmas, which I, I hope stays true. Cause I hate waking up Christmas morning and it being like warm. I want to have to put a sweater on, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be, uh, for it here. <laughs> that might be too cold. That's the thing. I, I, 
I act like I would like it. I think I would hate it, but I, I like the idea of feeling cold at Christmas because it does feel like Christmas. But that is pretty. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, and I've, I've only got to see snow like twice in my life, I think. Oh. But um, yeah, yeah, I've mostly been in Florida. And when I have traveled, I mostly don't travel in the winter. So it's, you know, yeah. um, but let's get to what we've been watching. Um, before I say all of the things and before I hear yours, I'd like to, uh, a crazy thing has occurred. Um, when I started BurkeReviews.com, which subsequently led to this podcast existing, um, my first year, I watched, my goal was to watch a movie every day and write a review for it. Um, I have not tried to do that for years now. I've not tried to write a review for every movie I watched. I, I, at some point I was like, you know what? I can watch movies and not have to write a review every single time. Um, but that first year I, I, not only did I watch 366, I actually hit 384. Um, and I've not been close to that number. And this year I, I'm going to beat that number. Um, and I'm, I was, I didn't realize it cause I wasn't trying to, uh, I'm at 381 right now, like today. And I will easily watch 10 movies this coming week, if not more. Um, so I might hit 400 movies this year. Which, again, did not plan to do that. I did not write a review for everyone by any means this year. I, I would say I've barely written reviews for the, a lot of movies, and except for some of the new ones. Um, and the 381 is mostly uh, first watches. There's a few rewatches, and I've, seen a, I've actually seen a lot of movies twice this year, more than normal. I've seen five movies twice this year. Um, all, all 2021 movies, in fact. Um, actually, I think there's... Yeah, there's one more I've said, because I saw Shang-Chi twice as well. But um, uh, I'm trying to look for my stats here. Um, of the movies I've seen, uh, 257 of them were first time. Uh, oh, don't, that's wrong. Oh, wow. Uh, 355 of the movies I watched this year were first time watches. So that's a lot of movies checked off the gap list this year. Some some were not on a gap list because they just came out. But many were uh, were on gap list uh, that I've been wanting to watch, uh, like all the Star Trek movies I watched earlier this year. Um, so that's, I don't know, for me, it's like big milestone year. I didn't mean it to be, but I, I will have probably watched 400 movies. Um, I kind of feel like I'm going to have to hit 400 now. Like I, I'm like, I could probably do that as it's, I'm 19 movies away and I've got like, what, almost 20 days, like not quite. I think I can pull that off. Um, like if I do like two movies a day, I'll hit that easy. So yeah, that's become my new goal. You know, hit number four hundred. Nowhere near what Big Tuna did last year. He watched a thousand movies, um, which is not uh, not recommended, folks. Sean did. Sean would not recommend that to anybody. A thousand movies, too many movies. Um, so Corey, do you want to go first or second with what we've been watching? You are muted, Corey. I'm fired. <laughs> is what I am. Um, I does it tell you? I muted yes yes it does you, you always know I'm like hmm um I uh have been really busy this week and I've been doing a lot of things so I haven't really watched anything except for this movie and then I've watched a few episodes of Fear the Walking Dead which I don't know the last episode I watched I was blubber crying I well crocodile tears I wasn't blubbering um I do that sometimes when I cry but not this time it was pretty sad but um, that is, and then I'm still watching Saved by the Bell. And you're right, I'm not in the college years. They've gone back and said uh, they had like senior prom or something. So oh, 
Tori's there. Not Tori's the, the girl in the jacket. Not yet, I guess. No? Wow, she should be there. Oh, year. is she the hot one that everyone's trying to date? She's the, like, well, I I don't, I mean, yes, but I she's. I hot in the show, like, everyone's trying to pursue her. Correct. I didn't, like, well, one, I'm like, uh, now it feels weird because I don't know how old she was. With, like, Yeah, like, sorry, guys, but, I meant to the characters in the show. Um, But she she's, like, very, for that show, she's very, like, macho. And that was kind of, like, the curveball with her because she came in, like, rocking a leather jacket. And she's, like, a tough girl with, like, long brown curly hair. Hmm. You know, the things my brain will freaking remember, and then the stuff that I think is important, my brain's like, nah, you don't need that. But, like, Same. we'll remember stupid That's... facts about a TV show you saw, like, I probably haven't watched that, ago. like, in 20 years. Yeah, it's ridiculous that I remember those level of details about that Awkward show. Awkward thing you said in the fourth grade. Huh? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> those come at night before you go to bed. That's yeah, not... like, what was I thinking? I don't know, you were... I've watched yeah. uh, quite a bit of movies um, and still not as many as I wanted to. There's like several days where I was like, I just can't fit one in. Um, but I also, uh, I did, I am caught up with uh, Hawkeye, the TV show for M the MCU um, because I am, uh, I love the MCU TV shows so far. Like I've, I'm one of the bigger supporters. I think I, I've heard a lot of people like well, this or they don't like how it ends. I'm just, I'm just having a blast. I'm a guy who loved comics. And I, at one point I was actively reading like every comic in the new 52 for, for DC. I was never big on Marvel comics outside of X-Men and Spider-Man. Those are really the only Marvel books that I consistently read, but I've loved the MCU as a collective. Like I love the movies. I love the shows. Uh, I have very few things I don't like from it. Um, and I know some people might be a little critical about that with me, but you know what? I like what I like, and those those are on my list. So I've kept up with Hawkeye. I think this series is great. I'm a big Haley Steinfeld fan anyways, and she's just owning it. And there's a lot of other people. I don't want to say who because there could be spoilers, but uh, the performers on that show have been excellent. So I've just had a blast watching it. But here's the movies I've watched. Um, I'm going to power through some of these and some I might leave a little bit more on. Uh, I caught a documentary um, that's animated called Flee, F-L-E-E. -E. Uh, it was a big Sundance movie um it is a neon release and um it, it's insanely good it's a crazy story but it's also the animation is fantastic it's really cool to see it that way um they animate it because it's a, it's mostly a guy telling his story that no one was capturing at the time so to show the story rather than just to see a guy talking they animate it so it's really a cool way of uh you know recreating it and giving the visuals um, I saw Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I, I really like West Side Story. Did we do West Side Story as an episode, or did I just happen to watch it over the course of our time? Like the old West Side Story, not the... And you didn't like it then, huh? Because you don't like musicals. That was one of our... That's what I thought. It was, was like... Because we did a whole month of musicals, and I figured that was I one... I was pretty sure that, that that was you communicating that you hate me. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't get the not liking musical thing. I love musicals, but um, but I didn't I didn't used to love them. But I have I've watched enough of them now to realize that no, there are some I don't love, but the ones that I do love, I love, and uh, I I really like the original West Side Story. I really like Spielberg's. Um, I I it's different and it's different in some cool ways. Uh, but I definitely enjoy it. Um, I caught Sing Two. Uh, which my review my full review will be out this week at BerkReviews.com for Sing Two. 
um, my full review for West Side Story is out now, and uh, I really like Sing Two a whole lot. Um, it's not as good as the first one, but it's actually a really great sequel. Something that I feel a lot of sequels suffer is they they ignore the growth of our characters and they just reboot and do the same thing. Sing Two actually continues the character growth, which was already kind of impressive in the first movie. Um, Illumination is not a company that I, I ho- put in high regard for their uh, their storytelling. Um, just see Minions for an example, but Sing and Sing Two kind of surprised me, and I really enjoy both. Um, I caught The Lost Daughter. It's a new Netflix movie with Olivia Cook. It is written and directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's her debut. Um, I liked it. I definitely feel like uh, some things didn't make sense to me. Uh, like I didn't fully understand what the movie was saying or, or um, trying to say, but I think that might be because of what it's saying is not something I can have as an experience. Um, and so I think it was just me kind of not being able to connect to what it might be like to be a mother. Um, I am a father, but there's still, there's, I think some obvious differences uh, that I wasn't sure if I fully got everything that was happening. And and some of it being the, the allegorical stuff, I'm like, I'm not sure if I get what this means or why it's this way, but it is an interesting movie. And Olivia Cook is fantastic as uh, she usually is. <clears throat> I rewatched one of my favorite Christmas movies, Miracle on 34th street. I, I watch it every year. If I can, um, I really enjoy that movie quite a bit. Uh, I caught the most recent Joaquin Phoenix film. Um, oh, uh, come on, come on. Um, I I like it quite a bit. I don't. It's not my favorite movie of the year by any means, but it is quite good. Joaquin is excellent um, for sure. I got to see Spider Man No Way Home on Tuesday night, two days before most of the world. Um, my review for that is up at BerkReviews.com. I love it. Uh, the movie does things that I wasn't sure I would want it to do. And I ended up completely being on board. Um, I saw another movie that I can't talk about yet, um, but my review for it will be up at Burke reviews this uh, coming week on Tuesday. Um, a movie that comes out next week for the world. Uh, I will, I can't wait to share my thoughts on it, but I will keep it to myself for now. Um, but after I saw that new movie, I saw Spider-Man no way home again. Second time stayed up way too late and folks it's the reason i am barely getting through this episode because i am still exhausted because i did not sleep nearly enough last night um but the second time seeing spider-man no way home was even better because i was in a large like probably the most packed theater i've been in since the pandemic which is scary but seeing a movie that has so many like moments that fans have been clamoring for with a huge audience who could not wait to see it was awesome. Especially this was such a cool experience for me, Corey, because I'd already knew what was going to happen. So like I was able to anticipate when the audience might react to certain things. And I was, it was never disappointment. Like people would were cheered, people applauded. Like there was a literal like applause break in the middle of the movie. And it was like everyone was just vibing and having a great time. And that's what that movie's going for. The movie is going to for audience experience and getting to sit in a crowd and hear that. And even before we got there to see the other movie at seven o'clock. And I haven't seen the uh, lobby of a theater this packed in a, probably since uh, Force Awakens. Like it was so many okay. people 
in this it, packed in this uh, auditorium on a Thursday night, mind you, Thursday night. Um, now this was in the Orlando theater, so it was a busier area. But like, I had walked in expecting to get a soda, and I left my like my uh, water bottle. I have like a refillable water bottle. I left it in my friend's car because I'm like, I'm just gonna get a large soda because we're gonna do a double header. I'll just get a refill quickly had to turn around and go get my water bottle because I would have had to stand in line for like 20 minutes to get a soda. There were so many people buying concessions. And I think our local theater, you have to buy tickets at the concession stand. And I think it's the same at this theater, unless you use like one of their kiosks kind of thing, but they only have like two kiosks. So like everyone was in line, I think to also get tickets, but there were people dressed as Spider-Man, like in the crowd. And um, the dumb joke I kept making to myself was like, it'd be funny if they were seeing like House of Gucci, but they're just dressed up as Spider-Man. Like, that would be great. Even better if they didn't know Spider-Man was coming out. They're like, oh, that's today? I just was here. I, I just always dress up. Yeah, I just like the costume. It makes me feel powerful. Um, but And then uh, I've actually had to rewatch uh, In the Earth, the movie that we're talking about tonight. I, I watched it over two nights um, with a weird gap. I watched some of it on Wednesday night and I watched uh, some of it um, today um but i have seen it already so i you know comfortable uh with that at least it's not i don't like to watch movies in parts especially not with i saw two other movies in between that movie um oh. not the not the way that i usually would watch something but again i'd already seen this uh back in october it was one of my um 31 days of horror movies a uh, film that was suggested to me by big tuna um so i had seen it uh and so this was it wasn't as substantial of a watch for me this time around because I'm like, oh, I already know what's going on. Um, but that leads us to why we're here. We're here to talk about this movie um, from 2001. Uh, 2001? Oh, my goodness. Like I said, folks, uh, need more sleep. 2021, I traveled back in time 20 years ago with this movie. <laughs> um, it's called In the Earth. Uh, it's directed by Ben Wheatley, a filmmaker who I am up and down on uh i really like free fire um and i i really liked i didn't really like i liked high rise um free fire worked for me though it came at a time where i was really into that particular film i still have not seen rebecca his uh hitchcock remake that is on netflix i really do need to watch that um but uh this movie stars joel fry uh reese shearsmith I had to like slow down on that one. I almost <laughs> added a letter. Um, Haley Squires, Alora Torch, Torsha. I don't know if it's Torsha or Torcha. Um, as Alma, and um, there's only six people listed on IMDb, so I'll get and John Hollingsworth and Mark Ma- Monero are also listed. Um, so the synopsis of this film is that as the world searches for a cure to a disastrous virus, uh, yes, it is. A, if I'm not mistaken, this is a pandemic movie, um, meaning it was made during the pandemic in 2020. And Parks, uh, a scientist and park scout venture deep into the forest for a routine equipment run. That's not entirely true, but um, 63 Metascore, uh, 5.2 IMDb user score. This is a thinking type of uh, horror film. It's not one that's looking for like the cheap jump scares that big crowds will usually get into. It's kind of, you're either on board with this or you are not on board with this and um i want to know what you thought Corey, because this was your pick so how did it work for you um there were some things i really liked about it um it i think that it's 
better than some other movies that are kind of about this topic. Um, one that I think that we both mutually hate. Um, and hate is maybe even not even not a strong enough word for that. But um, it kind of reminded me of a couple of movies. But I don't. I don't feel like it's essential viewing. Sure. Yeah. Um, so right away, folks, it will not be a must-see movie for Corey. But <laughs> yeah. Um. But like I said, there are a few things in this that I like a lot. Um. Yeah. So I I liked it a lot the first time, and honestly, to me, the the thing that this movie hinges on is this actor who just does not get enough credit, and it's it's Joel Fry. Yeah, Joel Fry has so much pathos, or yeah, I'm gonna go pathos. Um, Pathos? I don't know. It's pathos, uh, but I'm I'm tired, so it's pathos. Pathos. Um, I instantly like him in everything he's in. Like, he's just such a likable guy. Case in point, he is by far the best part of yesterday. Um, He is the best friend in yesterday. The best, mm-hmm. the Beatles, Danny Boyle movie. And I loved him in that. That was like, I was, I was like watching that movie back when it was in theaters. And I was just like, I don't know who this guy is, but he clicks everything else about this movie drives me nuts, but I love this guy. And then he shows up this year in Cruella the year of joel fry it is cruella is surprisingly good right like i was so shocked by how good that movie was but he was one of my favorite parts like and it's not to in no way yes and in no way to discredit uh emma stone who's fantastic and i'm currently forgetting who played the villain in that movie but i also uh liked her can't think who it is right now but i want to say emma thompson but that doesn't yeah is it her um that's what I was leaning towards, but uh, but he plays Jasper in that, and I yeah. loved I loved Jasper. I just thought he was so great. I was so shocked. Yeah, it is Emma Thompson. Um, so shocked at how great he was. Not because he's done anything to make me question it, but so when I got to this movie back in October, and I'm like, oh, oh, Joel Fry's here. I'm on board. And in my second watch, same thing. I think he's just terrific. I really like him. He's a very sympathetic protagonist in this movie which you need because he is he goes through the ringer in this movie like you're just like this poor guy but i also really really like uh alora torcha who plays alma there's something about her too that there's just they both have so much empathy on screen that i i i'm i'm rooting for them to survive the horrific ordeal that they're going through and that's important for a horror movie you have to to me any movie i need to care about somebody Yes, very true. And especially though, like the horror movies where I don't care about the characters, I then must care about the monster, right? Like I have to be like, I really like this monster, so I'm good with him taking out this horrible group of people. Um, you know, like a lot of the Friday Thirteenth movies, I'm like, I'm like, cool, whatever. I like Jason, so it's fine. So I enjoy the movie. You know, what I'm saying I'm not advocating that he's doing the thing, but I I enjoy watching the movie for that reason. Other horror movies like Don't Breathe, as Corey and I have uh, really connected on with that dislike. Although stronger still, Corey's much stronger against it than I am. We both did not enjoy it because there's nobody to root for in the, that movie because the, the villain's vile and the people are vile. So you're like, okay, end this. I don't want to watch this at all. Um, here we have Alma uh, and Martin and you can't help but hope that they make it through the ordeal 
um, that deals a lot with nature and, and humanity's uh, search for answers and meaning within nature. Um, but then there's definitely, there is some supernatural stuff. It's not, it's not solely psychological. Uh, so like that, you know, it's, it's one of those horror films where you're not a hundred percent sure if what we're experiencing is legitimate or not, which has been a kind of, I feel like recently that's really been the, the, the tactic for a lot of the horror films yeah. is like, is it something or is it just the nature of humanity coming out in this way? But maybe it's just the ones that we're picking because like the innocence is not a new movie. Oh, for sure. No, but I, I wasn't just like, I, I'm going back a couple of years, even like hereditary oh, yeah. plays on that at first. Like, I think the movies by the end. Yes. Yes. Um, and but I mean, allegory's always been a part of horror. That's one of the reasons yeah. why we we latch onto it. So it, it's not. It's just a movie acknowledging that it is instant. It could be an allegory, allegory, or even like the idea of like gaslighting us to a degree, right? Where like you don't really know if what we're witnessing is what we're witnessing or not. And I, I'm all for that, mind you. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes it's executed better than others. Um, I think this one does it pretty well where you're not sure for a good chunk of it and then you do have some confirmation uh by the end i i think it still leaves it a little bit open um but actually there's another movie from this year that's very very similar in in tone uh and style it's called gaia which is also on hulu um and i i like gaia a little more i think uh when i like at least from in hindsight i feel like gaia connected with something um stronger to me uh both have only like a 5.6 though because they're both kind of psychological first and i don't again i don't think mainstream audiences are always rooting for that kind of thing but um i did like this and uh second viewing i don't know i wasn't i don't think i was up for this movie this week it, it didn't click as much the this time around as it did the first but i i just i was like aware that i have so many other movies that i want to watch right now that i'm like i would rather be watching something i haven't seen just because i know that i can't like i'm I'm already struggling to fit everything in as it is so i'm like ah crud. Like, darn you Corey. not darn you because i i I, th- <laughs> I felt like you might enjoy this uh because i do think it's good like i don't think this is a bad movie in any way um i also agree with you though i don't think it's a must-see movie either i think it's just you know a really solid film. If you like horror, I think it's going to, it's going to probably make you uh, do some things. It's a good example of being able to do things on a low budget because a lot of it feels pretty simple. Um, you do be warned. Uh, there's some scenes that are very, like if you have um, epilepsy you could definitely trigger seizures. Like I had to close my eyes um, because I was watching that part today and I'm just so tired. I'm like, I can't look at this scene. It's making me dizzy. Like, <laughs> um, which is you know even built into the plot it's not just happening to happen it's like part of the plot is exactly the thing you're feeling is what the character in the movie is also probably going through or worse you know Mm -hmm. um i think that's our a good initial review let's get into uh spoilers guys from here on out we are going to talk about in the earth in great detail you have been warned so the end of the movie um I, i think it's a good place to jump to uh like Alma offers to guide Martin through the woods, but appears to have become the spirit. Is that the vibe you got? Um, no, 
don't no? know. What do you think happened? No. Do you, you don't mean the first... Oh my god. I watched the movie, I promise. I don't know why my thoughts are just automatically going to the part where she has the rope tied around her. And she's trying to make it through. No, yeah, that's she. She wakes up from that. that. That's where she's going through the fog and stuff at that point. Yeah. So I, I am looking at the Wikipedia plot synopsis just to help my memory of everything. Um. Uh, because sometimes I some movies I need that because this movie is, it's very plotting. Like things change and like every time you kind of feel like you understand what's probably going to happen, there is a shift in the dynamic and it, like there's four characters that matter in this movie it's martin and alma are the two protagonists and essentially zach is the clear antagonist um who is tremendous i think as a in this movie because he's he's so um like immediately alarming but at the same time there's like a kindness to him that you're like oh there's no, no way we should be afraid you don't think it the, the very first meeting no wow okay no. okay i feel very strongly about this they don't know who beat, them, beat up. them up. Fair. And I'm like, why are you going with him? How did, he, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't much, I don't know. It really, there were some things that I felt like were pretty obvious in this movie. Like, um, when they find that empty um, campsite. Yeah. So it's just like, it just all goes back to, you never ask, is anybody there? You never go looking for it. Um, which I mean, they didn't, I guess that he was on their way out when, after they got beat up and stuff, but I just had a really bad feeling when they came across him and he was being too nice and stuff. And he's like, oh, well, I shouldn't be here. And then it was this big whole thing. Alma's like, well, I won't tell if you don't. And oh, I have some shoes for you. Why are you out living in the woods in a tent and you have multiple pairs of shoes that you think will fit a very petite woman? And Joel Fry to me looks like a tall guy, you know, like maybe his feet are also big. You know what I mean? There are just like lots of things that like didn't feel right. And just them finding that empty. Oh, God. I thought that 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 we were going to (sighs) find some corpses or something. Like later on, and there are going to be some little kid corpses or something. Well, he does find um, when they're escaping Zach's tent. He, yeah, uh, Joel does fall into two corpses. Remember, he's, he oh, shoves yeah. hands in their their stomach. Um, oh, that's like, right. Yeah, so like he, it's just done. <laughs> I had forgotten that again. Like I, this is my second watch. I was like, oh yeah, he does find dead bodies. Like um, they didn't look like they had. Well, the one didn't look like it had been dead for long either. I, I mean, they definitely did it long enough to, uh, that his, I, well, his hand went into their stomach. It could have been that they were cut that way, but it also seemed like maybe it was like rotten enough that his hand just went through the stomach. It's hard to tell. Cause again, it's done throughout. Like, cause you're also watching Zach shoot arrows at Alma in that moment. So it's, it's cross cutting between Martin's discovery of the bodies, uh, confirming their, at that point, I mean, it's pretty obvious Zach's evil at that point. Like, uh, you know, that's why they're escaping him. But um, it, it made me so uncomfortable, too, when they start drinking the drink that he gives them. Yeah. Like, I don't go to clubs, but I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Always like, skeptical of, of stranger giving you a product kind of thing. Like, like, 
yeah you know, you've barely known him and he's not eating it uh in that moment if i remember correctly he's just like um yeah here you go and they're like oh great we're we're so hungry like, yeah uh, yeah and then with the like sitting with the guitar i do like that scene though it's so it's so unnerving so creepy so creepy um also um i wanted to say that there is body horror in this movie i had to look oh. away twice twice i i that, assume the the toe removal is one of those <laughs> that wasn't even as bad as the flappy bottom of the foot oh yeah and sewing it guys mm, mm, mm. um and the eyeball later on oh i probably turned away i don't remember the eyeball thing i i do not like eye things so i'm pretty sure i just flipped <laughs> away during that scene but i kept opening my eyes because i was like bill tell me when it's over and he's like uh uh-uh, i'm out of here but um it's something so the thing that i really a couple things i really like maybe three things i really liked about this movie i feel like um i really liked the sound mm. and like the, the score um and then i really liked some of the visuals in it i thought they were really awesome looking and then very trippy you know mm-hmm. um it, and then what I really loved about this movie and what I was thinking about the whole time is even though we get body horror at different parts of this movie, the gore is good in the movie too. Um, Mm, Yeah. It never goes over the top because it could have just been straight on. You know what I mean? He's got two people just tied up and drugged. You know, it could have just been like way over the top, way too much, just going, going, going. But it wasn't. And I feel like that makes it more impactful. <sighs> oh my gosh. I'm so tired. Um <laughs> uh no, I agree with all of that. Um like and the, there's the twist. Olivia is Martin's ex girlfriend, but she's also apparently uh Zach's ex wife. Um and they were together and like it looks like they're against each other but that's all a ruse they're actually both murdering people for the sake of the sorcery stone thingy and that was something else too i was like why are you guys trusting her because there's no way that he's just not coming to her camp and they just have this understanding you know what i mean well so i i buy it only a little and it's because he is so there's this clear like he believes this thing is there right like that this entity exists so i could buy him believing that like there's like sacred ground he can't walk on kind of thing you know like not inherently that but like maybe there's something we don't understand that's preventing him like something supernatural almost preventing him from coming um that was like kind of like because they're the movie's operating under a lot of mystery right like we're we're only we only know what martin and alma know which is not very much and I was willing to like buy that maybe there was something there that he didn't know, or maybe Olivia had figured out a way to like keep Zach out. Cause let's, let's say Zach is possessed, right? Yeah. There could be something that like prevents the evil spirit from walking. Like vampires can't come inside. doesn't really make any sense to find what makes it inside. Like there's a lot of things about that rule that if you really analyze it, doesn't make sense that I was working with that kind of like, okay, maybe there's something. And there was something and the something was, it was a trick, but you know, um, I was, I was willing to accept that there could be something else, uh, 
stopping him from coming in but it's not that it's what you said obviously but well also she's been out there for a long time and she supposedly can't leave her camp because zach is out there you know but she has all these supplies including like food and clean water and stuff there were just a lot of things dude and when they find when alma finally goes into the um tent that she that Olivia said was sterile and she has all those photos and they finally figure it out. Yeah. Oh my God. I just really like some of the visuals in this because he's like putting white cutouts on their eyes and taking photos. And, yeah. you know, we see him process the photos for a little bit. He has like, fo- they have photos of other people that they've killed. Like it's a very creepy the whole thing is just creepy, but it does remind me. It did remind me of Annihilation a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then also the happening, which I'm pretty sure we both hate. Like I hate it with a passion. Oh yeah, happening terrible, terrible movie. Oh my god, why? Um, but it does. It is that same because Olivia's like talking about how she came to the woods for her research she felt like drawn to it and she couldn't stop obsessing about it and Zach came to the woods for the same thing and now supposedly um oh my god I'm forgetting Joel Fry's name in the movie Martin Martin he was obsessing about it supposedly and came you know to the woods and stuff and they're like it's nature and nature like these mushrooms are releasing spores into the you know, air and making everyone high or whatever, and they can't get out and trapping them and stuff. So we never like get into why, except that maybe it's part of this legend, this local legend. But I don't really think that it needs to get into that much detail. No, and I do think there's. Um, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and it says uh, the in, the production. Uh, in September of 2020, Wheatley announced that he had written and directed a horror film over the course of 15 days in August. So this movie is in the middle of the pandemic, like legitimately. So like all the talk about people being sick and him ha- not having exercise for a few months, all of that is is basically going to be allegory for Wheatley dealing with the the COVID that, uh, virus in that in that year. Um, which I think you when you look at like some people have gone stir crazy, others have like. You know, like, I think you see a lot in these characters, there's, there's allegory to what was going on, um, in the world, you know, uh, and it's, when you look at it through that lens, I think there's some interesting, uh, interpretations that could be had. I don't want to get into any of them because I feel like it might be a little too controversial, but I think there's some stuff, uh, built into it that can make it kind of an interesting, um, film to just analyze and like, what, what was Wheatley working through in this time, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, just to go back, because you were saying how much you like Martin and Alma. And it, like when I was watching the movie, they're just like normal people. And I think that's something yeah. about Joel Fry and like some of the parts he plays, like even in Cruella, he just seems like, I mean, he doesn't do all the best things and some big things happen in that movie. But he still just seems like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get there. Uh, sometimes that's what an actor does really well, right? It humanizes a character to the point where they just feel like a normal dude, not some heightened, you know, fictionalized version of a person. Yeah. And other times they they want that exact opposite. They want it to feel like this, you know, heightened, 
individual from this other world. Um, and I'm not opposed to either. I kind of, I try to, I try to be open to either type of performance. Unless you're Jared Leto. What? Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, um, for a while, I didn't just like Jared Leto. Yeah. It's just now, now it's It's just him as a person. I think that's part of it. I think it's just, he's that element of his life. Even again, I don't even know if what we know about him is actually his real personality or if it's a persona (laughs) that he wears. Um, I want to believe it's a persona because it's a lot less troubling. I think if it's a purposeful act, but, um, but yeah, you know, folks, uh, this is, uh, our take on in the earth. Um, is there anything else? I'm done. I'm so ready to to move on. Um, I'm very tired. Uh, but also I don't have much else to say. I think it's interesting. I think there's some cool visuals. Like you said, um, I like the characters enough that I, I'm invested in what's going on. Uh, I definitely had more fun with it my first viewing, but I don't I don't criticize the film for that. I think this week is just not where my head is. Um, where in October, I was like really vibing horror. Like this week has been, I'm just like, yeah, I prefer uh, escapism a little bit Sometimes, more this week. Yeah, so you need a break. Yeah, exactly. And so not, not a shot at this movie, but it was definitely a, a tougher watch this time around than my first time. Um, but again, because it's been a it's been a week, I, I just kind of have wanted to dive into blockbusters um, that have been like a very even like like the Matrix Resurrections, uh, which I can't say anything about. But that's that's not a movie that's inherently it's definitely escapist, but it's it's not inherently optimistic um, necessarily. You know, like is it, it it especially if we're even looking at the original Matrix and how that was, um, you know, like humanity being trapped inside a virtual world um not exactly optimistic right but i still i i find that less uh the people are optimistic you know what i mean like there's hope there we're like in in this movie it's like maybe there's no hope maybe everything's awful <laughs> so yeah. it's like, um <laughs> anywho that's uh our review of in the earth uh, i'm gonna stick with my original four star rating though so not quite golden what do you think, Corey? Oh, man. Okay. I think that... Hmm. I think I'll go with Not Quite Golden Pony Boy, too. Okay. I knew it wasn't going to be must-see. I, I And I think if you had said Decent Watch, that would have been acceptable. But Yeah, leaning more towards a Decent Watch, but... Yeah, and I, I think I am as well. I, I definitely am not thinking it's a must-see film uh, in that way. In your life, what? Yes, indeed, exactly. Man, um, there's so many movies from this year that I'm not going to watch. I'm like, man, I still wanted to watch this and that and that. Not going to get to it. But anywho, that's our review of In the Earth, folks. We will be back next week with our review of the Apple TV Plus exclusive, The Velvet Underground, the documentary about the uh, velvet industry. Um, It is a... No, I hate velvet. No, it's a band. Uh, It's a band. Um that i know nothing about apparently so uh yeah i'm looking forward to a uh, big tuna highly recommends um it's high on the list of documentaries will be the second music documentary that i've watched from this year i think is uh, sparks brothers was the other one i don't think i've seen any other ones this year at least not from this year um and i really love the sparks brothers uh doc and so i'm excited to check this one out um, and you are a fan of the band or no? Yeah, I'm not like a crazy, like super, you know, super fan, but 
yeah. Oh, I was wrong. I also got to see the Aha documentary. <gasps> oh um, yeah. But that was that. Most people aren't going to get to see because I don't think it's been officially released yet. But I saw it at Tribeca this year, and that one was great too. Um, so yeah, a lot a lot of good music docs this year. Excited to check out the Velvet Underground. We will be reviewing that next week on the episode. Um, if you have Apple TV Plus, you can watch it too. Um, and if you don't, it's you can get like a free month. It's there's some good stuff on there. I like Coda from this year. If you haven't watched Coda yet, Corey, you should totally watch Coda because it's amazing. One of my favorite movies of this year right now. It's um, on what? Apple TV Plus. Did you watch that in the theaters or on Apple TV Plus? Coda. I saw it on Apple TV Plus. Oh, for some reason, I thought you had gone to the theater for that. Nope. It, it, uh, it premiered at Sundance, but it's been on Apple TV for a little while now. Okay. Um, but check that out, listeners. Uh, again, we'll be back next week to review The Velvet Underground. In the meantime, you can follow us on the old social medias. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. Mm, not Corey, our star two hours on the end. Oh, she's always up there just tweeting away. Uh, follow us. If you like what we're doing, um, you can now rate and review us on even Anchor.fm, which is where our uh, web our pod host is. But you can rate and review our podcast on whatever podcast catcher you use. It helps other people find the show, and we would be very, very grateful for you to do that. Um, thank you again. Uh, we'll have one episode dropping on Christmas. I just realized that. Uh, Merry so Christmas, y'all. We'll say Merry Christmas on that episode. This is the week before, but if this is the episode you listen to before Christmas, because maybe Christmas morning your first thought isn't, hey, I want to hear about the Velvet Underground. Um, I think you should while you open your gifts. Yes, it'll be the perfect audio for your Christmas morning uh, as you drink your eggnog and open your presents. <laughs> but um, just in case, Merry Christmas, and most importantly, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.